Welcome to the worship service from Trinity Chapel in Seven Mile Ford, Virginia. Trinity Chapel is a small, traditional, and biblically-based congregation in the southwest corner of Virginia. The church pastor is the Reverend Bob Bierman, also host of Truth to Ponder, heard on this station. We invite you to be a part of our worship service today. To learn more about the church, its mission, and its vision, visit the website trinitychapelvirginia.com. That's trinitychapelvirginia.com. And now join us in the sanctuary of Trinity Chapel for today's broadcast. Well, good evening, and I welcome everybody here tonight, those that are watching at home. Matter of fact, heard from a few friends that said they would be watching tonight, so I'm thrilled about that. I know that we live in an age where we get so so busy with Christmas and the details, we forget about the reason for the season. And tonight we're here to remind ourselves and celebrate that reason for the season. And I, I kind of shared, and I think some of you know this, but, I, but for those that are watching tonight, uh, and have not heard the news. Back earlier this year, the Federal Communications Commission announced that they were opening up a window for adding low-power, non-commercial FM stations if you could fit them in. Now, they did this almost 18, 19 years ago. There were a lot of applications. Then it was 10 years ago they opened up a window It took 10 years to get to this next one. And this may be the last window for the FCC to ever offer this kind of service again. Well, I prayed about it at length and decided to apply for one of those frequencies. The window closed just a few days ago. And... There are no competing applications in this area to the one that I filed for here, which is 99% of your battle. Everything that needs to be done to get it done has been done, and now we wait for the FCC to approve a construction permit, which will be, I think, around springtime, March, April. We are looking at a tower site. We have already selected where we're going to be. This station will cover Marion, Seven Mile Ford, and Chilhowee just fine. It'll be FM, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so we will have a radio station. And listening today, I had an opportunity to kind of scan the radio dial a little bit to find out what is on the air and what what can we fill? What void could we fill with a station? And I, I am very thrilled to say that there, there is quite a void out there that we can fill. And we plan on doing it. I, I've been doing radio over half century now. And so I, I never thought I would ever own or run a radio station again as long as I lived. But here we are. So we're excited about that opportunity. Amen. Now, a couple of other things. Communion tonight, we have it in... Both kinds, the bread, and if you choose the juice, it comes from the tray that we'll bring out. Or if those would like the sacramental wine, we have it in a chalice that you can use the common cup. It is strictly up to you. 
I come through first with the bread, and then I normally call upon my wife to help me out to bring the little tray. And if you've got the little cup, then I'll continue on. If not, you can share from the common cup that I will, I will have up here as well. It's, it's your choice, whether it's the grape juice or from the, the, the chalice. And so we, ha- we give you that option here at the church. My wife, I got to give her a lot of credit, spent a lot of time up here getting this ready. Um, I helped decorate some of the tree and some of this. We came up the other day to put these up. And we, I, I just kept thinking, what would look good up here? And I, I, I just couldn't, there was no place for a big tree the way this church is laid out. You're blocking that or you're blocking this. And, and suddenly I said, you know, they do make these really narrow trees. And I did a little measuring. And, yeah, that'll work fine. So this is what we put up. And I think they came out fine for the occasion. Now, following the service, you're invited. We do have some cookies and coffee and refreshments ready for those who would like to join in for a little bit. I'd love to have you stay for a few minutes anyway. And I will have you... Out of here by 6 p.m., I promise, you know, because I know that it is Christmas Eve. You got, you got, a, you got a shop? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I think even Walmart is ready to say too late. And so I, I, I just am excited and I welcome you here tonight for our service. I, I will tell you, we got up here this evening and everything was working flawlessly. And then all of a sudden, at about 15 minutes of five, I'm noticing a problem with the equipment, the streaming and all this. So we're in a mad scramble to get everything done. And just be- and then Will got here, and here we are. We're, we're up and running. And so we're thankful for the opportunity. Uh, I had the op today because what we did yesterday is we pre-recorded a brief service up here for the morning people because we didn't have a regular service. And and so I had a chance to watch it at home, something I don't normally get a chance to do. And if any of you have Roku on your television sets, the channel is Ancient Word. Ancient Word. Look for that channel or that app. And you can watch live or any prior uh, service from here. At Ancient Word, and, and I, I was just kind of impressed with how well that worked, and, and it was an opportunity that we had, and, and I, I took it a while back. So once again, I welcome you here tonight as we remember the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Also, remember, there's a lot of folk that are not here tonight because they're traveling. Some out of state, um, some are tied up with family and other obligations in another town tonight. And so a lot of the folk that, it's funny, the ones that sit on that side of the church are all gone at the same time. It just dawned on me that everybody that sits there and then the the family that in the back with, they've dealt with RSV and the flu with those kids over the past, you know, several days. Just when they got over the one, they got the other. But they're doing all right, they're, and they, they were kind of hoping to be here, if possible. They're almost healed. You know, but, but the good news is, now that they've had it, their immune system should be a lot stronger to deal with it going forward. So we're thankful for that. I'm going to take just about a minute here 
and I'm going to share this little short video. And hopefully this video will put your heart and your minds of what Christmas is all about. Christmas is a beautiful thing, filled with joy and laughter, family and friends. It's a beautiful day and a beautiful season, but it's so much more than that. Christmas is a belief that the God who made the world also loved the world, so much so that he sent his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is Christmas. Christmas isn't just a story to be told and then forgotten, but it's a story to be remembered and loved and lived. Christmas is a celebration, rejoicing in the light of the world who stepped into the darkness for all of us. Christmas is a time when all kinds of people from all kinds of places come together to remember Emmanuel, God with us. Christmas is an invitation. O come, all ye faithful. O come, all ye weary. O come, let us adore him. Christmas is about faith, hope, and love. Christmas is about Jesus. This is Christmas. Stand if you can. And join us in our opening hymn, O Come, All Ye Faithful.
Let us pray. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify thy holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us thine only begotten Son to take our nature upon him, and at this time to be born of a virgin, Grant that we, being regenerate and made children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by thy Holy Spirit, through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with thee, and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. You may be seated for our first lesson. Our first lesson comes from Isaiah, chapter 52, verses 7 through 10. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your centiles lift up their voices. Together they sing for joy, for in plain sight they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of the Lord. Stand if you can as we sing our second hymn.
Our second reading may be seated, comes from Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in those last days he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of the glory of God and the exact imprint of of God's very being, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become such superior to angels as the name he was inherited is more excellent than others. For to which of the angels did God say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be his father, and he will be my son. And again, he brings the firstborn into the world. He says that all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds, and his servants flames of fire. But of the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the righteous scepter is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And in the beginning, Lord, you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like clothing. Like a cloak, you will roll them up, and like clothing, they shall be changed. But you are the same, and your years will never end. You may be seated as we continue with our next hymn. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap sleeping who angels greet with anthem sweet while she Watch our keeping. 
third reading is found in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And in those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to their towns to be registered. Joseph also went to the town of Na- from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in a band of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn may remain in your seats as we sing our next song. Glory to the new 
Our fourth reading comes from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 16. In that region were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. For you is born this day in the city of David, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, in the highest heaven, and on the earth peace among those he favors. When the angel had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing which has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child laying in a manger. Sing with us our hymn of response. Before we begin our message, one more thing to do for this Christmas Eve as we head into Christmas Day. For four weeks, we've been lighting a candle each Sunday as we got closer and closer to Christmas. 
We had the first Sunday in Advent, the second, the third, and this morning we had the fourth Sunday when we lit the candle. Back in ancient times when the sun went down, it was the beginning of a new day. Sometimes we get lost in our own traditions that, well, the day begins at midnight or sometime in the morning. For those in the early church, that day began at sundown. And now as we have arrived at sundown, I'd like to wish you and yours a very blessed and Merry Christmas as we light our Christmas candle as we prepare for our message. Heavenly Father, as we come to this time that we gather around your word, I pray that you'll open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to receive with joy all that you have for us. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So what are some of your memories of Christmas going back over the years? Now, some are younger than others. Maybe there's not as many years to go back over. But I was thinking literally a week or two ago as we were planning this service. The Christmas memories that were wonderful, the some memories that were questionable, the some years that were awful, and the some years that are truly memorable. In a lifetime, we tend to experience them all. I, I woke up one morning in the wee hours thinking about Christmas past. And I'm trying to remember the year, maybe 1964, maybe 1965. It had been a typical Christmas season, being involved heavily in our church, all the practices for all the choirs, the children's choir, the mixed choir, the men and boys choir, the adult choir, all the various choirs we had. And knowing that I'd be out at more than one church that night as usual to sing, and then getting home after midnight, and still having the energy to wake up at 4.30 in the morning, can we open the presents now? I have many of those memories of literally living on a few hours sleep, and coming down that staircase in that one house we had in, in New York, in Long Island, and we were stopped as we're coming down the stairs, you know, to, we had to reach into this little basket and pull out a piece of paper. One said red, one said black. I picked, I picked the one out that said red. My brother David picked out the one that said black. And then with that, we were allowed to walk into the living room with the tree lit, and there were two brand new Schwinn bicycles, one red, one black. David looked at me, and I looked at him. We swapped pieces of paper, and I took off into black bite, and he, he wanted the red. But I remember that Christmas, a couple of years later, started the Lionel Train collection. Once my parents and grandparents hit on that, they had a winner. 
Just keep adding to the train set. Don't have to think much anymore. And I enjoyed those trains for at least many, many years, even into college. That and slot car racing sets, all, all the kind of stuff that you had back in those days. Yeah, the cool stuff, exactly. And a lot of the toys that I got growing up probably did more for me as an individual and as a person and to pique my interest in things. The kits where you actually had to use your hands and make something. I don't care if it's Lincoln Logs. I don't care if it's an erector set. I don't care if it's Tinker Toys. All the above. And I think maybe it was when I was 11 or 12, I got my first electronics build-it kit, and my mother swore I'd burn the house down if I ever started working with this stuff. Not realizing it would become a good part of my career for about a half century. Christmas memories, good ones and bad ones. I've had them all. I can remember the first Christmas I'm away from home. And I was working in Ohio, and Thanksgiving was coming up, and, and then Christmas would be coming up a month later. And I wanted to be home for at least one of those occasions to be with the family. So I made a deal with the staff. I would work every shift on Thanksgiving if I could get Christmas off. And Thanksgiving for many families even back that many years ago was a big deal. And so they agreed and I worked 18 straight hours on the air. And then I remember getting off the air on a Christmas Eve night, kind of like this. At 9 o'clock at night on Christmas Eve, I got in a 1967 Opal Cadet with no radio, barely had any heat, rusted out chassis. You could see the interstate coming through the, the floorboard. As I left Ohio and drove all the way across Pennsylvania, came across the George Washington Bridge, through across Manhattan to hit the, the tunnel to the Long Island Expressway. And somewhere around 5.30 in the morning, I arrived at my grandparents' house to be there Christmas Day. And I spent Christmas Day there, which happened to be a Friday, so I had till Sunday to turn around and make the drive back. And it was snowing. But I made it. Those are pleasant memories. I can remember the first Christmas when I was married. Unique experience. Now you're trying to blend true traditions in one household. But in all those Christmases over the years, with only a handful of years of exceptions, being in the house of God being here, at least on Christmas Eve, is still one of the things that drives me to this day. A couple of other quick Christmas memories. It was several years ago. My wife and I were in another town in Georgia, and I was the pastor of a 
of a little church in the mountains. And it was wintertime, and when you preach the gospel in a church that has a tendency to be slightly country club, they're not as thrilled about it. And with a lot of the people gone to Florida at that time of the year, they were trying to figure a way to get rid of me. They wanted somebody that they could control, that they could tell how to preach and, and what to say and what to do. And several decided, we're not even going to come to your Christmas service. They wanted to make sure it looked like the worst service that church had ever had to blame it on me. good friend of ours, real estate agent, had a very long email list. We had a record attendance that night, standing room only. They had never seen, we beat their record by about 90 people. And that's with the congregation of that church, for the most part, not even there. Filled the place. I think all of us, some of us, have had some sad memories at Christmas. Christmases that didn't work out right. Money was short. Sickness. Loss of somebody. Many people have experienced those hard Christmases. In the South, I think they call that the hard candy Christmas. But here's the message of Christmas in a nutshell. That tree and that tree could vanish. That candle set could be gone. All the trappings and decorations may disappear. But Jesus, who was the same yesterday, today, and forever, we remember that he was born 2,000 years ago in his first coming. Bottom line. Bottom line. Jesus came unassuming. And until recent years, the world didn't care much. That was okay. Oh, yeah, the babe in the, ba- you know, the, babe in the manger. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. How, you know, though, nobody was offended by any of that. People are today. I had an opportunity because we're doing the service t- only at 5 o'clock today. And, and I happened to get in the car to take care of a couple of quick errands. And, and I looked at some of the churches that I've always wondered, how many people go there? One church, beautiful building, six cars. And it was their service time. Others were the same. And, and I'm going, what has happened in my lifetime? And then I, it hit me when I'm listening to somebody talking on the radio Christmas is all about families. They, they don't, it's all about Frosty the Snowman. It's all about jingle bells. All about silver bells. All about anything but the reason for the season. Jesus came as a humble child in Bethlehem. That didn't pose a big threat. And the story today still doesn't pose a big threat. That was his first advent. As I reminded you four weeks ago, we are still anticipating his second coming. His second coming is when he comes in power and might and glory. Not as a babe in a manger, but as the king of kings and lord of lords. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, and I'll remind people again. 
Bethlehem was well known for one thing in the time of Christ and the time of the temple. Bethlehem is where the lambs were born to be sacrificed in the temple. That's where they were raised. It's amazing that Jesus, who is called the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, would be born where the lambs were born and raised. And so he was born where lambs were birthed and cared for. But when he returns, as Jesus said to his disciples as he left and gave the Great Commission, you will see me come as you saw me leave. And the book of Revelation makes it, every eye shall behold him and every knee shall bow and confess then that Jesus Christ is Lord. We have redemption from our sin. We have hope even in a fallen world. I believe, as it says in the book of Second Thessalonians, we're living in a time of the great falling away and even a time of great delusion. God's word is clear. We're seeing it now. But you're here tonight. And for that, I'm ever thankful and ever grateful for each and every one here. For those that are watching tonight, I thank you for participating in this service. Our hymn of response, Joy to the World. As we come to our time of prayer, let us remember all those that have needs within our own congregation and for those that may be hurting and, and feeling a troubled spirit during this time of the year. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, knowing that we all 
have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We pray that this day that we may renew our hearts and our minds to be drawn closer to you, to remember the reason that you were willing to give us your son as a sacrifice for our sin. And tonight, Lord, I think of this church, its mission, its calling, those that are a part of it, those that have needs tonight, those that are traveling, those that are despondent, and those that have sickness and physical needs. Lord, we commit them unto you. We think of our world and our nation and how much our world and nation need a Savior. And Father, we think of all those that are in positions of leadership. I pray that you'll endow them with wisdom to do the right and the godly thing. And Lord, I pray that we who stand in, in need, Lord, of your forgiveness, we pray, Lord, and we, we confess unto you all the things that we have done wrong in our lives, those things that we've done, those things that we have left undone. And we bring him to your, your mercy seat and pray for your forgiveness through the merits of your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, for all Christians throughout the world who celebrate your birth this night, may your peace and your blessing be with them. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. O glory be to thee, almighty God, our heavenly Father, who of thou tender mercy dost give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made thereby his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of his precious death and sacrifice until his coming again. For in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. After the same manner also he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Now, Father, we, we beseech thee to hear us and of thy almighty goodness to vouchsafe to bless and sanctify with your word and Holy Spirit these gifts and creatures of bread and wine that we receiving them according to your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. And we desire thy fatherly goodness to accept this, our offering of praise and thanksgiving, and humbly beseeching to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, that we and thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. I invite you now to come to the table of the Lord.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we most heartily thank Thee, for Thou dost vouchsafe to feed us who have duly received these holy mysteries with the spiritual food, the most precious body and blood of Thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and dost assure us thereby of Thy favor and goodness towards us, that we are very members and corporate in the mystical body of Thy Son, which is the blessed company of all faithful people, and are also heirs through hope of Thy everlasting kingdom, by the merits of His most precious death and passion. And we humbly beseech Thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with Thy grace, that we may continue in that holy fellowship, and do all such good works as Thou hast prepared for us to walk in, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with Thee and the Holy Ghost all honor and glory be Yours, world without end. Amen. Now I invite you to find your candle. If you don't have one, I'll get you. You got one, good. Want to make sure everyone has one. And we turn these on. They just kind of twist at the bottom. I was ready just in case we had young children, as I mentioned before. One of the most beautiful Christmas hymns, anthems, choruses, whatever you want to call it, was written very uniquely when the organ quit at a church in Germany. And a musician and the pastor of that church put together this little hymn that all of us know to be sung by children. It was first played on a guitar because the organ broke. We know it as Stille Nacht in German or Silent Night. And to me, it, it is the epitome of how a Christmas Eve should be spent. I, I, I go back in my own mind that 60-some-odd years ago tonight, I'd be at a church. I still had a decent singing voice then. It hadn't been destroyed by all those years of working and life. That high high soprano, boy soprano voice on the desk hand. I, I still hear it in, in my sleep at night, and I, I can imagine the places that I have been to sing. And so as we close our service tonight, stand if you can, hold your candle high as we remember the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ in the singing of Silent Night.
listening to the worship service from Trinity Chapel in Seven Mile Ford, Virginia. Trinity Chapel is a small, traditional, and biblically-based congregation in the southwest corner of Virginia. The church pastor is the Reverend Bob Beerman, also host of Truth to Ponder, heard on this station. We want to thank you for being a part of our worship service today. To learn more about the church, its mission, and its vision, visit the website, trinitychapelvirginia.com. That is trinitychapelvirginia.com. And we invite you to join us next week at the same time for another service from Trinity Chapel.